This is your chance to be a hero among heroes. Hey, welcome back to Screen Crush, I'm Ryan Airy. So what is Deadpool's mission in Deadpool and Wolverine? The trailer shows him getting recruited by the TVA, but we don't actually learn what for. Now, in our breakdown video, I speculated that they had asked Wade to gather a bunch of variants from across the multiverse, but maybe I was wrong. A little later, I'm gonna be joined by Colton Ogburn and former Deadpool comics editor, Heather Antos, for their thoughts. But first, I wanna tell you my theory. And later, I'm gonna tell you how all this connects perfectly to the other Deadpool movies and gives this trilogy the tragic, happy ending it deserves. And I have a huge announcement to make. We have two brand new Deadpool parody shirts for sale at our merch store, ScreenCrushMerch.com. Can you tell me how to get to the MCU with Wade and Logan as a parody of Burton Ernie? And the I'm the MCU Jesus shirt inspired by this line from the trailer. I am. At ScreenCrushMerch.com, guys, we design all the merch ourselves, and shopping our merch store really helps out our channel and lets us make videos like this one. We also have our very first live show coming up next week in Brooklyn, New York. We're almost sold out, so get your tickets for that in the link below. So, in our breakdown video, I did speculate that Deadpool is being sent to recruit a team of heroes to save the multiverse from incursions. Now, I thought this because we see what looks like two variants of Wolverine, him as Patch and Madripoor, and him in the yellow suit at the end of the trailer. But this is also very similar to the Guardians of the Multiverse that we saw in the show What If. So that got me thinking. They probably don't want to just repeat what they've already done in an animated show. So I want to throw out a different theory. The TVA has hired Wade to be an assassin. Remember, in the first season of Loki, the TVA was enforcing the sacred timeline, pruning potential branches that would have created evil variants of Kang. But following Loki season two, they have shifted their mission more into Kang management. I guess one of them caused a little bit of a ruckus on 616 adjacent realm, but they handled it. So we're all good for now. So what's the big problem the TVA is now facing? Incursions. Reed, take it away. An incursion occurs when the boundary between two universes erodes and they collide, destroying one or both entirely. So incursions are what caused all the multiverse to be destroyed prior to the 2015 Secret Wars comic event. And we think that's what the TVA is going to be fighting against right now. The timelines are allowed to grow and branch, but Multiverse of Madness established that when a character travels between universes, they are endangering those universes. So Stephen Dreamwalking caused an incursion. You caused an incursion. Wanda Dreamwalking, incursion. Strange Supreme, messing with time, huge incursion. Even Miles Morales crossing between universes without a little bracelet and disrupting canon events caused an incursion. It's a metaphor for capitalism. Now, the best way to stop an incursion is just to prune the timeline so the rot doesn't continue to spread through the tree. But in season two of Loki, Loki sacrifices himself specifically to preserve these timelines so the TVA will no longer prune trillions of people from existence just because it's convenient. So what do they do now if they're not allowed to prune timelines? Well, I'm glad you asked. The TVA is going to have a tough time transitioning away from breaking its timeline pruning habit. Oh, I used to have a bad habit too, rolling around in dead birds. I remember, super gross. And I used to stress eat and that was part of my bad oral fixation habit. But now I've replaced that bad gross habit with a positive one by using Fume. They're the sponsor of this video. Is that a vape? No, this is not a vape. It's not electronic and it doesn't have pods filled with potentially harmful chemicals. Instead, it has these plant-based cores that are infused with natural flavors to create natural flavored air. I recently started crisp mint and it even freshens my breath. Yes, it smells very nice. Thank you. You see, Fume uses plants and behavioral science to help you trade out your negative habit for a positive one. It's perfect for a New Year's resolution if you're looking to change your life. Plus, it has adjustable airflow and is designed with these movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, also giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for calming your anxiety. 
variety. They also just launched the Fume Base. This is a sleek magnetic stand to rest your fume on so you never lose track of it. Fume makes switching easy and even fun. They have thousands of five-star reviews from their more than 150,000 customers who have used Fume to change their lives and switched when other solutions just didn't work. So head to tryfume.com slash screencrush and use the code screencrush to get 10% off your journey pack today. The journey pack comes with your choice of three to six unique flavor cores and everything that you need to finally be free of your bad habit. That's tryfum.com and use the code screencrush to save an additional 10% off on your order today. So now back to Deadpool. The TVA is in a really tough spot. They can no longer prune timelines, but people on those timelines are causing universes to end. Remember, we learned about this in Loki season one. The choices people make are what causes timeline to branch and what's called nexus events. So what do they do? They hire an immortal assassin, Deadpool. Deadpool can go into any universe and prune an individual before they cause that timeline to branch. And maybe in exchange, the TVA says to Wade that they will prevent his universe from dying. So then why does Wade turn against them? Sorry? Well, yeah, in the trailer, we see Deadpool fighting other TVA guys. Why is he doing that? I'm glad you asked. I think that they sent him to kill someone, a variant of somebody he loves. He might be sent to kill a variant of Vanessa or one of his friends. Or maybe they sent him to kill a variant of himself. I have a theory on why that would be even more gut-wrenching that I'll talk about a little bit later. But first, Heather Antos, you know more about Deadpool than basically anyone I know. You actually worked on Deadpool comics. So if anybody knows what Wade Wilson's mission is, it's going to be you. What do you think is going on here? Oh my gosh, it's so much pressure. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I really got a lot of um, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe vibes, um, not only from this trailer, but also from the uh, teaser sequence at the end of Deadpool 2. Uh, and if we recall uh, the teaser sequence at the end of Deadpool 1, he very much gave away, like, it's going to be Cable in this, in this next film. Um, and at the end of Deadpool 2, we see him hopping around timelines, universe, whatever, killing, you know, um, all these characters or meta things in the past, which is very much what goes on in Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Uh, and I, I, I don't think that's the overall plot of Deadpool Wolverine, but I very much am getting those feelings from that trailer. Heather, can you remind everybody, um, you don't have to go into every detail, um, and I haven't read this comic in years, can you remind us what Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe is? Um, so Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe uh, is, is, is the comic. Uh, no, so Deadpool, uh, it's an alternate universe Deadpool who gets abducted um, in a psychiatric ward and um, all of the funny yellow caption voice boxes in his head disappear and get replaced with, with a bloodthirsty uh, caption box and he goes around and brutally murders all your favorite characters Iron Man, Punisher, She-Hulk, you know yada yada yada. Down it's a line. lot of fun. It's a lot yeah. of fun and then it morphs from there Deadpool Kill Illustrated, Deadpool Kills Deadpool and Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe again where I personally get murdered by Deadpool in that comic. Oh that's nice, okay. <laughs> um, so what, what was Deadpool Kills Deadpool that comic book? Um, very emo. Uh, he's trying to figure out <laughs> Uh, how to rid himself from all of his pain um, and all of his misery. Everyone hates him. He just wants to be a good guy, and he keeps messing up. Very similar to the themes we get in in the movies, where um, you know he's constantly in pain. His body is constantly mm -hmm. regenerating cancer cells and healing from it, and he feels every bullet shot. He feels everything constantly, and he's done. He's over it. He's he's. He's had it. He's had enough, and he's trying to figure out a way to, to, you know, uh, kill Deadpool. So, with all that as background, then looking at Deadpool and Wolverine, 
do you think that, you know, I talked earlier, like, I think he's going to be going around sent on assassination missions. Do you think the TVA is sending him out to just full on kill universes or how's that going to adapt into that? You know, it's really interesting. Um, we've talked about this in, in your previous videos. You've mentioned like uh, nexus points, right? We talked about that a lot when mm -hmm. we when we had the Loki talkbacks and Deadpool being such a fourth wall breaker, a, a meta character, I truly, truly believe he's one of these nexus points. It wouldn't surprise me if he is the only, you know, Wade Wilson um, in, oh, cool. in all of the yeah. different universes. And um, so I think, you know, the TVA might first be after him because uh, he has this time travel device from Cable and he's, you know, probably messing things up, doing it, dancing yeah. around uh, as, Causing Wade, incursions, right. as Wade Wilson is wont to do. But I also think that because of his immortality, because of his cellular regeneration, he might be able to not necessarily stop incursions, but survive incursions or survive oh, longer cool. in incursions and might be able to retrieve certain characters or retrieve certain artifacts mm -hmm. from these alternate timelines and universes that, you know, um, someone else might not able to survive as we saw in Loki season two. Yeah, it's cool because I remember, you know, it'd be neat. Remember at the end of Loki season two, when we see what it kind of looks like from the inside of a universe that's being destroyed. Like in, in Quantumania, we saw them get like get, like snuffed out by Kang, but like we see them kind of rot and turn into spaghetti. It'd be so cool to see a scene where Wade Wilson is in the middle of that and he's just kind of like in the middle of it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so Heather, uh, Heather is a group editor of licensing at IDW. Thanks for all that. Colton, what about you? Where do you, you know, what do you think Wade's mission's gonna be here? Heather mentioned fourth wall breaks. You got any thoughts there? Yeah, my, mine is a little out there. I, I think Heather is onto something with the uh, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. I, I think that is what the TVA wants him to do. So, all right, the, the TVA, you know, it, it's like the Watcher in a sense, right? That he's they're a fourth dimensional like being type place. They can see all of time and space at once, but what they can't see is what uh, lies like beyond a fourth dimension, aka like beyond a fourth wall. But who can see beyond that fourth wall is Deadpool. So I think they are recruiting Deadpool for his like ability to see what they can't see. And maybe they even like plan to experiment on Deadpool that goes in, you know, cool with the whole mutant thing. Mutants always getting experimented on and stuff in the comics. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're trying to like harness that ability for themselves, this ability that Wade Wilson has uh, to see beyond the fourth dimension. And I also think that the TVA is specifically pruning Fox era X-Men universes because I think the overlord, Kevin, who we meet in She-Hulk and who exists beyond that fourth dimension, I think he has written it to be that way because he, as the overseer of Marvel Studios, he wants to incorporate the X-Men into the MCU. We even heard them touch on that in She-Hulk. When are we getting the X-Men? I cannot tell you that. Yeah. Oh, and also we saw uh, Deadpool comics in She-Hulk uh, in those mm -hmm. like panels in that room. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's what they're going for. And I, I don't know that the TVA even knows like why they're having to prune these universes. I think they just know that there is a threat beyond this fourth dimension, beyond the fourth wall, and that they need to prune certain universes in order to survive. But I, I think that what Kevin wants 
is for Deadpool to be in the MCU because he's a very popular character. The way Kevin mm-hmm. talked about the uh, MCU, you can tell he's very proud of his creation. So perhaps he's wanting the TVA to pull Deadpool out before destroying uh, all the Fox era universes so he can you know, reboot them and bring them into the MCU. And I, I think that's the plan with Deadpool is to bring him out, save him from the pruning, and perhaps send Deadpool unknowingly to kill these Fox era universes. But then when Deadpool catches on, he's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to kill my universe. That's where my people are. Maybe we see Deadpool get pruned and that's why he's there in the void with the other Fox era characters. And then he gets Wolverine and maybe they go to war with the TVA. We saw him killing TVA agents. So that that's my theory. Yeah, and a little bit later, I'm going to talk about uh, specifically a person I think Deadpool is getting sent to prune that might turn him against the TVA. So love that theory. You bring up a really good question, and this is where, you know, Heather, um, I want to hear your thoughts on this because you worked on the Deadpool comics and you guys had to find a way to address this. Breaking the fourth wall, right? So in Rick and Morty, Rick breaks the fourth wall all the time. You you know, it's a comedy, though. But, the, but Rick and Morty is also a comedy with character stakes. And you kind of get the impression that Rick is so smart, he realizes he's in a cartoon, and that's why he can do that. I, we did a video a while back about She-Hawk, where I was like, it's, it's She-Hawk breaking the fourth wall is fine. She-Hawk imagining she's seeing a robot that's right in the universe is fine. She-Hawk using that robot to completely alter the, the, what happens in the universe so Daredevil can appear out of the sky, to me, breaks the continuity of the universe that we all kind of understand. It breaks the rules of how that universe works. So... It does make me curious if they're going to acknowledge She-Hawk at all in the future, if they're not going to do a season two, and her breaking the fourth wall, if they're going to acknowledge Kevin, if they're going to try to take Wade's fourth wall breaks and make them literal. Heather, from a storytelling standpoint, where do you stand on how fourth wall breaks can work in the MCU, and, and how, do, how are they handled in the comics? Yeah, that's a very good question, um, because there are three characters in the MCU who are in, in Marvel Comics, not MCU, um, who have very specific fourth wall breaking capabilities. There's Deadpool and She-Hulk, but there's also Gwenpool. Um, and, and Gwenpool, I've heard of Gwenpool. Who, cre- who created Gwenpool? Uh, I'm part of that, part of that family. Oh, yeah. are you? I didn't know. Yeah, um, of course, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, in order for it to, for, for any mechanic to work, right, there needs to be rules, there needs to be boundaries. It can't just be a free for all. Um, otherwise, especially with fourth wall, fourth wall breaking, um, our characters can be, you know, our, our favorite, our favorite word. And a lot of these top back, they have plot armor, right? They can, mm-hmm. they can be omnipotent. They can be all powerful. Um, mm-hmm. and Deadpool's fourth wall breaking in the comics has always kind of been, um, questioned whether or not he's actually aware of the outside world or is he just crazy right that's kind of how it's always been played the caption box is the fourth wall breaking is just the voices in his head um you know gwenpool and this is why i got kind of hopeful at the end of she hulk with what she did with that robot is gwenpool's ability is she is aware that she is in a comic book and because she is a comic book fan she knows how comic books work and therefore can manipulate a comic book but that is that is where you know her powers are bound within you know if her comics is canceled then she's she's canceled right um and, mm-hmm. and can't keep it doesn't matter that she can control comic books because you know they're no well, longer she hawk did the same thing she hawk would rip through ads exactly. and she cross panels to, yep. yeah it yeah. was it was very very similar okay. so 
you know, I, I think it gets tricky with, with film. Um, you know, hmm. sure, we could see a character jump into another, like, movie, so to speak, but we're kind of already seeing similar things with, you know, Doctor Strange's portals that he creates and sure, you know, to sure. other universes. Yeah. And In a physical way, but how, are, how do you feel about acknowledging the fourth wall break as something literal that happens? within the MCU, within this universe with very set rules of yeah. how you like travel through places and things like that. It's it, it's tricky. I, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of how it was used in She-Hulk, I think. Real, of Kevin and all that, really? Yeah, I wasn't a huge, okay. huge fan of that, um, how that was done. Um, I, I don't really know how to articulate why, but it felt very, for the sake of the plot, um, rather than an organic thing. Um, well, my problem with it, and we covered this in a video, um, was it wasn't Jen actually, it was her taking control of her story, which sure. is great, yes. right? Love that. But she didn't actually do something to take control of yes. her story. She just said what she wanted to happen. Yes. And I thought with that whole, I, th I thought you could have kept that whole sequence and you could have just at the end of it show her like at the end of her talk like everything show her just on her bed yep. and opening up her eyes and be like i'm gonna do something about this and then have her go off and do that it was very to passive yeah yeah and it, it for me the fourth wall break was treated like well that's just lazy writing and it i don't think acknowledging that it's lazy writing makes it not lazy or makes it better unless you're doing a commentary on that kind of right. thing like deadpool was doing exactly that and that's and that's and that's what i enjoy about how Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool and that team handles the fourth wall breaks, you know, as they're mm -hmm. poking fun at themselves and they're poking fun at their own films, they're poking fun at their own writing. And like, honestly, I'm excited to see him enter the MCU and poke fun at the, you know, I, I, oh God, I'm, so Jeez, we need it. I'm so <laughs> excited, so you know, talking about, I was actually talking about Deadpool and the TBA with my trainer this morning. Uh, like mm -hmm. I can't wait for Deadpool to like, make a huge joke about you have to watch X amount of seasons of television show in order to watch this movie because you know, he's mm -hmm. going to, and I hope he does. Yeah. Like, I hope the MCU really lets Ryan do what Ryan does with this, this character. And I, I assume they will, they want to, you know, they want to, I think so too. Yeah. I, I, they know what they're then, getting right into. Now, like <laughs> I, I was telling Colton the other day, I thought that they should have called the, I was hoping they would call the movie Deadpool saves the Marvel universe which is probably just a hair too self-deprecating for Disney to pull off. And I don't blame them for putting Wolverine in the title, but right. it still would have been pretty perfect. Colton, so you really think they're going to get super literal with the fourth wall break? Do you think Kevin's going to come back well, and, and be a whole part of that? Well, I, I'm having fun here. I, I don't know that that's exactly okay, okay, what okay. they're going to do. But All right. I think you make a good point about... Uh, I love fourth wall breaking when it's a wink and a nod and Deadpool thinks he's in a comic and it's fun because as we the reader knows he is and that makes it fun but when you take it a step further to where in the actual story like the canon of the story he is in a comic book or he is in a movie like they did with She-Hulk I think the problem is like with She-Hulk I loved what they did in the She-Hulk finale and I think that would have worked perfectly if She-Hulk were just its own thing but it is a show that's connected to go. a bigger universe. Yeah. And that makes you start to wonder, well, 
Wait, so you're telling me the big climactic, you know, heart-wrenching, like, sacrifice of Tony Stark. Oh, he's really just a movie character played by Robert Downey Jr.? Like, mm-hmm. it, it starts to pull back a curtain that maybe it's fun to pull back that curtain in Deadpool and She-Hulk, but it's not so fun to pull back that curtain in Infinity War and Endgame and Secret Wars. So it, it's definitely like a, you know, a tightrope they're going to have to walk. I, I don't want them to go too far. Um, I, I think they can with Deadpool, but it's also important, like, the, I, like I don't want to see Kevin Feige cameo in the MCU. That's too far. Having no. it be a robot named Kevin, haha, that's funny. Maybe they could do that. I'd love to see Deadpool, like, slice up Kevin or something. But I, I think my overall point on it is it, they've got to be really careful. Have fun but be really careful with it. Yeah, I think if they, like... And this is so complex that they would... I I can't foresee them ever, ever doing this in the MCU. But I think if they were to, like, say, like, everything that's happening in the MCU is happening within a comic book and now make the MCU, like, a comic book world rather than... It's Iron... It's Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man. It's actually, you know... Tony Stark as Iron Man. It's actually Jane Foster as Thor rather than right. Natty, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster as Thor, right? It gets it gets too complex. It gets way too messy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that would work. But I think if, if Deadpool's metaphor wall breaks is, is just him talking to us that he's aware that, like, you know, certain things are happening rather than a Kevin Feige, Victoria Alonso, right, whatever, like... Um, fourth wall break that would be a little little too meta and messy okay, i have a question um do you guys so we saw the 20th century fox statue mm-hmm. in the void mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i personally hope that they don't address that like i think it's just a cool easter egg that it's there in the void and we can appreciate that do you think we are meant are going to be meant to literally take oh that's the 20th century fox logo and should we, like, be interpreting, like, this big meta, like, plot point of the fact that something from our universe, no. a pruned movie studio... Okay, I hope so, not. I don't, I don't yeah, think that I would be an too. actual plot yeah. point of the movie. I think I think right. we'll see it. Maybe we'll get a throwaway line, right? Um, but even then, that'll be contingent on, legally, what are we allowed to actually say and make the cut of the films sure. and yada, right. yada, 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 right? Well, and, and also... You know, it, it, it was pruned. You know, like everything in the void is something that didn't doesn't quite exist in reality anymore. Like the mm-hmm. like the Polybius arcade machine, things like that. You know, like all the urban yeah. myths are there, and that's what Disney calling 20th Century Fox and for some reason calling it 20th Studios or 20th Century Studios yeah. did. You know, so. One thing I always, you know, when I rewatch Deadpool, we always remember the fourth wall, like, oh, big CGI fight when he points out things like from superhero tropes and movies. But these movies, as I keep saying, are not parody. They have certain parody elements added into them. But these are very grounded character dramas about a guy who also breaks the fourth wall. Again, I'll point to Rick and Morty where Rick breaks the fourth wall, but he's also very nihilistic. He wants to kill himself sometimes, you know. Uh, Deadpool 1 he desperately needs to be with Vanessa. Like, she has given his life purpose. Everything he does in that movie, like I'm going to talk about in a little bit, was simply to be with her. So those movies have balanced out fourth wall breaking with this very grounded, very realistic approach. I don't know that She-Hulk ever quite gave us that. I always got the feeling with She-Hulk, because it was in a sitcom format, 
that the stakes were never that high in her personal life. You know, I rooted for her. I mean, I thought, and that's the thing too about She-Hulk. I hate to keep, it's a Deadpool episode, but we're going to talk about She-Hulk. That was one of the best adaptations of comic material I've ever seen, right? It was so loyal to John Byrne and Dan Slott and all the other wonderful creators who, who worked on that book. But it, it just, within that universe, it didn't quite fit. I do think that Deadpool and Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds, I'm saying Deadpool like he's a real person, are fully aware of how to integrate that aspect into a cinematic universe, though. I do wonder, though, how... I think they're going to acknowledge She-Hulk. I think they're going to acknowledge other characters breaking the fourth wall. And in my dreams, this movie fixes everything. Like, this movie can go back, like you said, Heather, it can mock certain points of the MCU that haven't worked. Because what Deadpool has always done in these movies is make it clear that he is also a fan of these movies. He says the things that we're all thinking. The timelines are confusing, big CGI fight, uh, you know, the nods to Wolverine, things like that, right? He's able to mock the seriousness of Logan and the opening shot of Deadpool 2. And, but while we also acknowledge how heart-wrenching that ending was. So if they have a chance to put a fan proxy on screen for fans and voice our grievances, I think it's going to go a long way for Marvel, like gaining the regaining the ground that they've lost. I completely agree, and I uh, I tweeted or xed or whatever <laughs> the other day <laughs> how excited I am to hear Deadpool be like Avengers Assemble or something like that in yeah, Secret Wars. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. You know what would be great, and I hope they do, and I could see them doing this, is have like made for like Disney Plus or like even on YouTube, Deadpool commentary getting caught up on the MCU. Like oh, yes. if it's just Deadpool, right, him 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 his feelings on watching the Captain America trilogy or watching right, mm-hmm. watching the Infinity War and and just like his summation of everything would be so incredible, I think. Um, and I really, really want that. Well and Deadpool's gonna also offer Marvel something they haven't had. Uh, in this phase, and that is a main character. You know, we, yeah. we we lost Tony Stark. Unfortunately, we lost Chadwick Boseman, who I think was poised to be the main character. Peter Parker's owned by another, the rights are temporarily, hopefully, owned by another studio. Um, and this is their chance. This is their chance to bring somebody the fans love front and center for the mm-hmm. Infinity Saga. So, like I said earlier, I think the TVA is sending Wade out to kill variants who threaten the timeline because he is an unscrupulous assassin who can do the dirty work that they're now forbidden to take on. But what if they sent him to kill a version of Wade Wilson in a universe where Wade is actually happy, where he never got cancer, he wasn't disfigured, and where he and Vanessa are still together? Wait, they broke up? Well, in the trailer, it kind of looks like it. I mean, they're standing apart and Vanessa calls him Bud. Make a wish, buddy. But they're... I know. I mean, the relationship between Vanessa and Wade is at the heart of those first two movies. Everything he does in part one is to be with Vanessa, even going on a murder spree so Francis will fix his face. And her death in Deadpool 2 was just genuinely heartbreaking. All those scenes where he saw her in like the spirit realm and the afterlife. Is this heaven? It is now. Devastating. And now Wade has to cope with the knowledge that he's immortal and someday he will lose Vanessa. Or maybe they've just drifted apart so they're no longer together. So it would make sense if the TVA maybe offered Wade a chance for the two of them to stay together forever. But doing that means that Wade has to kill a variant of her, so instead he decides to rebel against them. 
So all this would mean that Wade ultimately does lose Vanessa, but he loses her to secure her own happiness, to save her universe. So then she can move on and be happy without him messing up her life. It would also give Deadpool the suicidal pathos that Heather talked about earlier and make him a very fun character to use in Avengers Secret Wars and in the future of the MCU in phases seven through nine. Again, big shout out to Heather Antos and Colton Ogburn for their thoughts. You can find their socials linked below. And we wanna hear what you guys think. What do you think Deadpool's mission is? Who's gonna be the villain of this movie? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below or at me on Twitter. And if it's your first time here, please subscribe and smash that bell for alerts. For Screen Crush, I'm Ryan Airy.